my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of many TV show podcasts, such as Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Together we're going to find our way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast, and also Tea Time with Mr. Belvedere, a Mr. Belvedere podcast, and Dancing on Bandstand, an American Dreams podcast. So I'd like to welcome you to the introduction episode of my new podcast entitled, Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House slash Fuller House podcast. I've decided, and <laughs> I can't talk, I've decided to start a podcast on one show that had a lot of impact and influence on my childhood. Let's just say it helped me cope with coming from a broken home, and the Tanners made me feel like I was a part of their family every Friday night until eventually it moved to Tuesday nights. It was my safe haven, my warm blanket, a place I could learn lessons from and characters I could look up to as well as grow up with. As I'm sure it was for all of us, and in some way, Full House became that second home, that second family. One of the reasons I wanted to cover these shows, Full House and Fuller House, isn't just because Fuller House is ending and its final season five is airing this fall. It's a chance for all of us to relive the memories, laugh, cry, and even throw in a little criticism for funsies' sake, which... I mean, you guys, you know me, right? You listen to my podcast on the Wonder Years, Punky Brewster, and so on and so forth. You know how I can get. But I just want to let you guys know that just like Punky Power, just like the Silver Spoons podcast, this is going to be a clean podcast that you can listen with to while your kids are in the room. Now, with this podcast, it is going to be a little bit like the girl. Oh, you know what? I didn't even mention the Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast, but I do that one too. And this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> this podcast is going to be kind of like that. It's going to be character driven, slash theme driven. For example, I might do a theme of Jesse and Becky's courtship from their first meeting in season two when she starts on Wake Up San Francisco with Danny through their almost wedding in the Luck Be a Lady parts one and two when they go to, is it Tahoe, I think. They go to Lake Tahoe for Danny and Becky's show. And then Jesse decides to pop the question right there at the Alibaba Hotel and Casino Wedding Chapel. Um, their actual, uh, their engagement in season four, actual wedding in se also in season four, and the pregnancy that happened as a cliffhanger on the end of season four, and the birth of the twins, which happens in season, later in season five. 
Or maybe throughout the summer I'll do some Tanner Vacay episodes, like when they go to Hawaii. I believe that is in season three. And then Disney World, I believe they do in season six. Or do similar episodes of Full House and Fuller House, you know, for comparison's sake. Like DJ's 13th birthday versus Ramona's 13th birthday party in Fuller House. Or uh, Sad Episodes Month. We all know we bawled our eyes out when Papuli died. I, I remember that episode. My Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen did a heck of a job in that episode. I... Whenever I, I, I can't watch that scene without a lump in my throat and my eyes welling up with tears. I just, I can't. Um, also, birthdays episodes. We could do, like, a month of different characters' birthdays. Because so many characters on the show had a birth. Kimmy Gibbler on Full House had two birthdays on that show alone. Once in season... Is it one or two? And then again in season six, I think, um, when DJ forgot her birthday because she was dating Steve at the time. Um, also, who else had a birthday? Stephanie had a birthday. Michelle had two birthdays. Jesse had a birthday. Danny also had a birthday, I believe, in season one. Joey, I think, is the only... DJ had two birthdays. The 13th and then the one where Joey... Gets that stolen car for her in season six. Um, Joey's the only one, I think, of the family that did not have a birthday on the show. Well, and also Becky. I guess if you want to count the one for the twins could probably be the day of their birth. <laughs> or another comparison episode. DJ's horse versus Michelle's donkey. Both Full House episodes. Meet cute episodes. DJ with Steve, Danny and Vicky, Max and Rose from Fuller House, Ramona and Popcoat, Jackson and Lola, breakup episodes, when Jesse and Becky broke up for that short amount of time, Danny and Vicky break up when she gets a job in Chicago, or no, New York. I remember watching the episode, and my eyes, oh my gosh, I felt Danny's pain, and even Vicky's a little bit. Um, Steve and DJ, when they break up. Mm. Or other side episodes, what about when Teddy moved to Texas? Michelle had the heartbreak of losing her best friend. I could even do a month's worth of first days of school. I mean, we get first days of school from... Stephanie, Michelle, DJ. We also get some with the twins, Nikki and Alex. There's just so many episodes that are about similar topics that you could could do on. And I think that's going to be fun. I also would like to do like a, have different segments like best or slash favorite line of the episode or a shout out to a cast member of the show's birthday because I do follow a lot of the cast on um, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, best slash worst outfit if I think there is one. Uh, another segment will be what I learned from the episode. I do have social media sites already set up at Facebook, Oh My Atlanta slash Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House slash Fuller House podcast. On Instagram, you can find it under 
O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H podcast. If you want to hit me up on this, send me an email. Go to O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H podcast at gmail.com. I will link all of this in the description. Also, Twitter, O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H podcast. All right, let's kick this off with some of my memories of the show. Now, I remember watching the show, like I said, when I was probably about Stephanie's age on the show. When it premiered in 1987, I would have been five. Both Jody Sweeten and I were born in 1982. She was born in January, I was born in August, so she's like eight months older than me. My cousins actually had a dog that they named Comet because they also watched Full House. I also would watch it when it would come in um, junior high. It would usually come on in the afternoons, like between 4 and 5 o'clock. Or like five between 5 and 6, so you'd show a couple episodes. In junior high, you know how in school you do those book orders? Like you order books and then you get them like three weeks later at school. They had um, the Full House book, which I believe now looking back on it, was the Come Fly With Me, which was, the, I believe, the season six, episode one season premiere. Because I remember that, and I don't believe that it's in the episode, but it's in the book where DJ brings Stephanie and Michelle home, not just those globes, but the little stuffed animals that Michelle ne- uh, names. I also, you know about the line of Full House, Stephanie books, Michelle books. There might have been some for DJ, I'm not sure. Um, The two that I got were Twin Trouble and Boy Oh Boy Next Door. Alright, let's take a deep dive into the history of Full House and Fuller House, which I know us Tanner fanatics most likely have memorized by heart, but who knows, maybe we'll learn some things we didn't know. And guys, I am going to try to uh, breeze through a little bit of this. I also have trivia. A lot of this I took from Wikipedia. Also, trivia from IMDb, so you guys can even look this up yourselves. I also would like to, in episodes, maybe check out some fan fiction. Clean, family-friendly fan fiction. Not any form of sexual or anything like that, guys. All right, Full House is an American television sitcom created by Jeff Franklin for ABC. The show chronicles the events of widowed father Danny Tanner, who enlists his brother-in-law Jesse Katsopoulos and best friend Joey Gladstone to help raise his three daughters, eldest DJ, middle Stephanie, and youngest Michelle, in his San Francisco home. The show aired from September 22, 1987 to May 23, 1995. Jeremy would have been 20 years old on that day. His birthday is May 23. Broadcasting eight seasons and 129 episodes. While never a critical favorite, the series was consistently in the the Nielsen Top 30 from 1988 onward and gained even more popularity in syndicated reruns and also aired internationally. It has also had tie-in merchandise marketed, such as a series of paperback books, like I mentioned, uh, the Stephanie books, the Michelle books a sequel series which we all know fuller house premiered on netflix on february 26 2016 
All right, let's move on to the show's run. Full House originally aired on Fridays from September 22nd, 1987. Hey, Quinny. To August 1991. During the first season, the show aired twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. See, that I didn't know. For a cu- Okay, so this was for a couple of months that it did that to help the series build an audience. For the next three seasons, the show remained on Fridays. In this period, Full House became an important part of ABC's TGI block. From season five, the show was moved to Tuesdays. Okay, so because I do remember season eight that was on a Tuesday, the same night, I think, around as Home Improvement. So it remained on Tuesday nights until its ending in 95. So season one, of course, was not very successful, mostly because it was placed in an eight-slash-seven central time slot while most new series start out in protected time slots preceded by successful lead-ins. Despite the low ratings in season one, ABC decided to continue the show for a second season. In season two, the show quickly became popular. Part of its popularity was because it was placed immediately following the established hit show Perfect Strangers, which I remember that show. Actually, Mark Lynn Baker, who played Larry Appleton on Perfect Strangers, played... Becky's cousin in the, um, is season six, the twin contest, Trouble in Twin Town, I believe it's called. And he played Dick Donaldson. And this guy was a complete jerk. He clearly came from money. He liked to show, shove that in Jesse's face and just putting him down because at the time Jesse was... Going to night school to get his GED. See, that there, of course, is a continuity error because Jesse, when he was engaged to Becky, went to his 10-year high school reunion where supposedly he had graduated high school. But, all right, from season three onwards, Full House was ranked among the Nielsen's ratings, top 30. By season four, it jumped to the top 20, where it remained until season seven. Both season five and six even earned the show a spot in the top 10. Good for you, Full House. Although the show was still rated in the top 25 by 95, ABC announced that it was canceling the show after the 8th season. The main reason were the increasing production costs. The new WB network wanted to pick up the show for ninth season. However, but John Stamos, who plays Uncle Jesse, announced season 8 to be his last. Eventually, the other actors also announced they were ready to move on to other projects. Candace Cameron who would later become, Candace, as she is now, Candace Cameron Bure, wanted to go on to college, which is understandable. The character, the actress, was probably about 18, 19. She wanted to move on and do other things. Which, after eight years on a show, I mean, she started when she was, like, what, 10, 11 years old, spent her preteen years and her teenage years until full-fledged adulthood on a show. So, yeah, you can imagine after a while, you're kind of getting like, I'm tired of playing this character. I want to do other things. So, 24.3 million viewers, I was one of them, who watched the hour-long finale of Full House. This meant a number 7 rating ranking for the week and attracted a 14.6 household rating and 25% audience share. All right, let's see what we got. Season 1 had 9,632,400 viewers it looks like it jumped in season two to 11 around 11 million then it kind of stayed around 14 million for season three and four it jumped another million in season five jumped actually it um 
sank to 14, went below, down to 14 for season 6. Again, season 7 went down to 13 million, and then, of course, in season 8, it dropped down to 11 million, which it hadn't, we, Full House had not seen that big of a drop since season 2. So it definitely, I think at that time, the storylines were getting repeated, they were just getting really stale, they were getting really corny. A lot of people, they just didn't, you know, after eight years, you're you're tired. You don't want to do it anymore. And I don't think the enthusiasm is really there. Even the even the Olsen twins, they probably wanted to. They were, you know, million dollar making kids. They had videos and 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 other things that they were doing, and I'm sure they were kind of like over it by then too. So. Alright, so the producers for choice to play the character of Danny Tanner was Bob Saget. Saget, unfortunately, was not available to appear in the pilot due to his commitment. So he was an on-air contributor to CBS's The Morning Program. So, hey, that gave him experience for when he'd be on Wake Up San Francisco in uh, Season 2. Producers instead cast actor John Posey to play Danny. I've seen that unaired pilot. It is not good with him. He is really, he's handsy as far as he's like, oh no, <laughs> like waving his hands around. It's like, stop. I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. John Stamos's character was originally named Jesse Cochran. Stamos reported wanted his character to be better reflect his Greek heritage, so producers decided to change the character's surname to Katsopoulos beginning in Season 2. Also, I believe, originally before John Stamos suggested Uncle Jesse, the character's name was going to be Uncle Adam. So, yeah. All right, let's move on to the Olsen twins here. To comply with child labor laws, twins Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen were cast to alternate in the role of Michelle during tapings. The girls were jointly credited as Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen. I remember that. I think even once it was Mary-Kate Ashley Fuller Olsen I, in season two through seven because the producers did not want... Audiences to know that the Michelle character was played by twins. So then I guess I would have thought the girl's name was Mary-Kate, the middle name was Ashley, and then her last name was Olsen. That's probably what I assumed. Let's see. Sisters occasionally appeared together in fantasy sequences. Um, season one would have been the earliest. It was a seven-month itch episode where she was, Jesse was having a nightmare and Michelle was there, and then there were two Michelles, and I think maybe three. There's also a uh, episode, Greek Week, season four's premiere, that had the other Olsen twin dressed up as Jesse's goddaughter named Melina, who had um, just a wig of black hair. It was not, it did not look good on her. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, um, the episode where Michelle gets in trouble with playing with Jesse's sound equipment down in the studio, which used to be Joey's apartment or bedroom. Then it moved into uh, a studio and she was playing with the equipment. She was told not to. She runs away, but before she does, she has to deal with her two consciences. As we all know, the good conscience, the bad conscience. The good conscience is more like a um, 
a flower child, um, kind of a mother goose type character, and the other one is more like a, a biker girl, just with a do-rag, leather jacket, skull earring, just saying, oh, no, no, you better run away, Michelle, and the other, the nice one's like, no, Michelle, you gotta stay here and face the consequences, but no, Michelle decides to leave. And of course, the series finale has Michelle, and her memory is played by her twin sister, um, Ashley or Mary-Kate, dressed as the same. Okay, so Kimmy Gibbler, played by Andrea Barber, was a, let's see, trying Place here. A reoccurring character in seasons one through four. She was then upgraded to a regular in season five, so she did appear in the credits. Rebecca originally appeared for six episodes in season two. Producers decided to expand her role and made her a regular the following season. After marrying Jesse, they have twins, Nikki and Alex, who make their debut in season five. As babies, the children were played by Daniel and Kevin Renteria. Is that how you said R-E-N-T-E-R-I-A. And in season six, the roles of the twins were succeeded by Blake and Dylan Tumoy Wilhout. Wilhoit? Wilhoit. Though they did appear in Fuller House, um, Blake and Dylan did. You could definitely tell a difference in them. One was more muscly. I believe he is the one who is the firefighter. And then the other one, the thinner one... Uh, what is like a sound engineer, I believe. The last main character added was Steve Hale, who before, I believe in season five, was Steve Peters. And then he became DJ's steady boyfriend at the start of season six, Stephen Hale. So he was in season six and seven, and then DJ broke up with him in season seven. And then we see him, of course, in the finale, the series finale. All right, let's talk real quick about the theme song, Everywhere You Look, performed by Jesse Frederick, who co-wrote the song with writing partner Bennett Selboy, series and series creator Jeff Franklin. Various instrumental versions of the theme song were used in the closing credits. The version during seasons three through eight was also used in the opening credits and some early syndication runs. Although the song was almost always truncated to the chorus for broadcast seasons, one through five used a longer version of the theme song in syndicated airings. The line, you miss your old familiar friends, but waiting just around the bend was replaced. They replaced the line starting with, how did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. After ABC Family acquired the series in 2003, I remember that because I was living in my apartment at the time and the Wonder Years had been on for a bit in reruns on ABC Family and then that was taken over by reruns of Full House. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on, guys. All right, let's jump to this book series here, Full House Stephanie. These 33 books were written from the point of view of the Tanner's middle daughter, Stephanie Tanner. They take place with Stephanie in a different middle school, likely because of a slightly different redistricting plan compared to the one mentioned in Season 7's Fast Friends. She... Was it Season 7? That was Fast Friends? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, because I'm just thinking... Okay. 
She has different best friends as well, Allie Taylor and Darcy Powell. Though these are book creations, she has known Allie since kindergarten, and there are several places in the first five seasons of Full House where fans think an unnamed extra could be Allie. Really? The series begins with Stephanie being pressured to join a clique called the Flamingos by completing a series of dares. She almost does the last one, though she is not sure if she wants to before DJ catches her trying to steal Danny's phone card. Oh, he must use that to call Vicky. Stephanie explains cheerfully what was happening, and DJ helps her to understand what the Flamingos were really up to. They wanted to use the phone card to call their boyfriends? Ooh. Stephanie and the Flamingos become fierce rivals, hip-hop to you drop, two-for-one Christmas fun, and ten ways to wreck a date are the most popular. Full House Michelle, she has 40 book stories here. They are told from Michelle's point of view. First 27 feature more of her and the Tanner's home life than others, though some focus on events at school, whereas the last 14, the Michelle and Friends series, focuses mostly on Michelle and her classmates. Unlike Stephanie, Michelle goes to the same elementary school, but is in a different class. Two stories were translated and published in Japan in February 2007. Super special My Best Friend is a Movie Star came out on 96th of September, along with The Substitute Teacher and How to Be Cool are the most popular. Full House Sisters, these 14 books focus on Michelle and Stephanie's friendship and comical situations that occur between them. The sisters often alternate points of view in the story. Full House Dear Michelle, these four, four books were published several years after the others stopped being produced. They take place with Michelle in the third grade, where she writes an advice column for a class. She's in third grade. Well, you're never too young to give advice, I guess, right? Club Stephanie went from 97 to 2001. Revival series with the sister series. All right, let's get into some really cool trivia. You guys might know some of this stuff, and I knew some of it, but some of it I was really surprised. Like, oh, I didn't know that. All right, Mary-Kate Olsen is left-handed, and Ashley Olsen is right-handed. That is why throughout the show, Michelle uses both of her hands to write and eat. I think it's like season seven, possibly, um, in the episode High Anxiety, where Michelle gets angry because Danny won't stop treating her like a little baby. There's a couple other episodes. Um, I think The Last Dance, you know, the one where Papuli passes, um, is another one where Michelle's missing her te her front teeth. And I'm kind of wondering, did both the girls lose their front teeth at the same time? Or is that that's just merely coincidental? I'm just kind of wondering how that kind of worked out. By the age of six... Mary-Kate Olsen and Ashley Olsen, the twins who shared the role of Michelle, started to look so different that most audiences could tell them apart. It was considered to choose one twin over the other and have just Mary-Kate Olsen play the role. However, their fan base at the time was so huge, and co-star John Stamos, who plays Uncle Jesse, didn't want one twin to leave the show. So both girls were kept in the role. Alright, with the exception of Danny, Steve, and Rebecca, which I kind of already knew this, all the other characters have catchphrases from Jesse's Have Mercy, Joey's Cut It Out, DJ's Oh My Lanta, which is part of the title for this podcast, Stephanie's are three catchphrases, How Rude, 
that was the biggest one. She had in the beginning, it was Hot Dog. I remember that one. And, well, Pin a Rose on Your Nose, which she did that one. I'm trying to think. She did that probably well into maybe season four or five. And even Michelle had the biggest, most amount of catchphrases. She had four. And, of course, the most. You got it, dude. Oh, please. You're in big trouble, mister. And, duh. Kimmy's are, hola, Tanneritos. Hola, Mr. T. And other similar catchphrases. Yeah, she's got a slew of nicknames for Danny. At first, the producers didn't want people to know. Okay, I already said that one. Let's see. Yep. Season 8 episode comments excellent. Adventure is the only one to be actually taped in San Francisco. All the other episodes are taped outside of San Francisco. The Tanner address is 1882 Gerard Street. The exterior shots of the Tanner house are actually from a house located on 1709 Broderick Street, which I just read that Jeff Franklin had bought the house that was used for the exterior shots for the Full House, and um, being that the show Fuller House is going to be wrapping up soon, he's actually putting it back on the market, and they had a lot of issues. A lot of the neighbors that lived in the nearby houses were complaining of the heavily, large amounts of traffic, foot traffic, tourists and stuff, and I'm thinking, you have some options. Deal with it. Or find another house. I'm sorry, but they people that have probably lived there have either lived there either before the show went on the air and it became popular or within the last 15 years. You knew what you were getting into. Come on. I know everyone needs their privacy and stuff like that, but this house, no matter who buys it or does what with it in the future... You're going to always have people taking pictures, taking selfies, driving by the house, trying to sneak a peek inside. That's just how it's going to be. And I'm sure that the people, whoever buys the house after the show is done, is probably going to be met with a list of things that they can and cannot do. So as I said, Candace Cameron Bure, who played DJ planned on the 8th season of Full House being her last, doing sporadic guest appearances during the ninth season as her character DJ came home to visit from college during the holidays. As Cameron in real life was planning on going to college after season 8. After these two, you know, Uncle Jesse and DJ announced their departures, the other ones, they figured it was time to call it quits. Which, just as well, 8, eight seasons, guys, that is a good ending to, to jumping off point for the show. Here's an interesting one. Danny, Joey, and Jesse have all been in jail at some point. Danny and Joey were in the episode uh, Fraternity... Was it Fraternity Row? Where they're trying to get this um, seal, their fraternity seal, which is actually a little stuffed seal dressed in their college uh, colors. And the girls, the sorority sisters... Like, stole it from them. So, Jesse... No, excuse me. 
Danny and Joey dress up like ladies and they go to infiltrate. Joey creates a diversion with the limbo. Danny uses a crowbar to break the seal out of this locked cabinet. Both of them are arrested. Um, I remember uh, Jesse got locked up on his wedding day because he decided to jump out of a plane on his wedding day. One last hurrah before, you know, he says I do. He gets caught in a tree and he undoes his, um, he's strapped in from his parachute, undoes his clamps, lands in a tomato truck, tries to steal the tomato truck because he's trying to get to his wedding, and he ends up getting arrested by some county cop who's just driving. This happened all on a back road, too. And the cop and the tomato truck driver just happened to be cousins. What are the odds? According to frequent director Joel Zwick, filming of the two-part episode in Disney World became a problem for Jodie Sweetin, as she was bombarded by fans and photographers, some of whom even followed her into the bathroom. Why not have a bodyguard or, um, maybe Jodie's got, you know, her mother on somebody there to say, I will handle this, you go to the bathroom. Couldn't they have done something? Have someone block off the bathroom temporarily or something to that effect? But then again, Disney World probably catered as much as they could to the cast of Full House within their limitations. And blocking off a bathroom probably, like, we're not going to do that. Now, this is one I will have to look at. I think I just... Did I just watch this episode? No, I listened to this uh, episode on... Uh, Full House podcast. And the episode, Stephanie Plays the Field. There's a part where Michelle visits Jesse and Becky in the attic, but when they are asked, but when they ask to be alone, Michelle spins around. While doing this, you can hear someone say, but you are alone, silly, followed by Michelle saying this line. This was because a person would stand behind the cameras telling Michelle her lines while she was on set filming, which... Michelle was probably about maybe, what, three, four years old at the time. Though She wasn't going to be able to read cue cards. So that was probably the best way is for someone to say the lines and the proper inflection that Mich um, Mary, Kate, or Ashley would have to repeat. Now, this one I did not know. Kirk Cameron met his future wife, Chelsea Noble, when he came to visit his sister Candace Cameron on the set of Full House. Chelsea Noble actually does... It's in the seven-month itch episode from season one. She plays Samantha, a girl who Jesse is dating, and decides he needs to escape, get away from the family for a bit. It's a lot of responsibility. He's just becoming a little unhinged. Decides to go with Samantha to a ski lodge with his bandmates, the Rippers, and it's just a fun time. And it's just it's it's interesting because we know Chelsea Noble as Kate. Um, Kate McDonald, so. And she looks, this girl, I'll have to get a picture, because she looks just like this other lady, also in season one, whose name is Robin, who is a um, previous co-worker or schoolmate, uh, college schoolmate of Danny's. They are very similar looking. I should post that on um, the Instagram and, and Twitter and whatnot. This is interesting. The wedding... 
part two where Jesse and Becky finally get married. This is the second appearance of Rebecca's parents who you meet in the wedding part one when they come to San Francisco for their daughter's wedding. And the thing, there is a bit of continuity there, and I'll tell you why. After I okay, so this is the second appearance of Rebecca's parents, and the last appearance of Nick and Irene Katsopoulos, Jesse's parents. But what I was saying is when um, Nedra and Kenneth Donaldson show up, Nedra says, It's nice to finally meet you, Jesse. However, in season, <clears throat> excuse me, it's got to be season three. Um, there's an episode of Misadventures and Babysitting where, uh, DJ wants her own phone. She babysits for this kid who, uh, Malachi Pearson, who, if you've seen the 1995 movie Casper that also has Devin Sawa at the very end, I've seen it. Love Devin Sawa. But anyway, um, Jesse and Becky are kind of arguing about where to go for Christmas. Jesse, of course, wants to go to Graceland. It's always Graceland for this or that because he's an Elvis fanatic. And Becky, of course, wants to go to home to Nebraska to see her, her family. Jesse says, I don't want to do that. We were just there in Nebraska to have Thanksgiving with her family. Technically, then, that means he's already met her parents, because you wouldn't go all the way to Nebraska and her parents wouldn't be there for a major family holiday. So there's continuity there. Which is so funny because season three and season four are so close together. But maybe the writers are like, meh, whatever. The Tanner's phone number is pretty easy. It's 555-2424. Did anyone ever try to do that? When you were a kid, you watch a show or a movie that revealed a phone number. Did you ever try to call it? DJ's private phone number is 555-8722. Which, it seems a lot of TV shows, their numbers usually always started with like 555 or KL5 or something like that. Now, I knew this one right off the bat. Steve's apartment is the same set slash apartment as Gia's. You want to know how I know? Look at that pop machine or popcorn machine in the corner. Just on the other side of that door, that front door. Both Danny's mother and Gia's mother's first names are Claire. Seasons 1, 3, and 6 all have their premiere date of September 22nd. Now, I did not know this. This is interesting. Lori Laughlin wears her own wedding dress when she and Jesse get married. In the first season, Stephanie has pierced ears. I kind of wonder if Jody Sweden had pierced ears. But later in the series, there's an episode where Stephanie pierced her own ears because Danny isn't fine with the idea that she, she will let he will let her get her ears pierced when she gets to junior high like DJ did. So Danny is pretty much saying, these are the rules I expected DJ to follow. You are going to follow similar rules. The episode ends with her saying, I'm not DJ. I want to be treated as an individual. And he's like, okay, so why do you want to get your ears pierced? She's like, oh, because all my friends have them. And Danny makes a good point. Okay, so you want me to treat you like an individual so you can be like your friends. And of course, Stephanie's like, is that how it sounds? Maybe I said it wrong. Like, no, it's not. 
Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen were six months old when cast for, for, for Full House and nine months old when the show started filming. Okay, so it must have been three months between the casting of the show and then, of course, the filming. The season three episode 11, Aftershocks, was aired two months after the Loma Prieta earthquake that hit San Francisco. If you know Aftershocks is the episode where there's been an earthquake, you don't see it, you mainly hear about it. Stephanie is having a little bit of trouble dealing with it. Almost to the point where she has a little bit of PTSD. Mainly it's because Danny was late getting home from work. Which, of course, if there's an earthquake and you're on the road somewhere, you're probably gonna, there's gonna be a backup. And I think the fact that the girl's mother was killed in a, well, in season eight it's revealed she was killed in a drunk driving accident. And I think the fact that she didn't know where her father was, that is probably exactly where her mind was going. But the thing is, I mean, Michelle was so little, I don't think that was going to affect her. DJ, on the other hand, is a little older. She, you know, is a little, you know, handle, the girls all handle things differently in their own way. Stephanie seems to be a bit on the sensitive side when it comes to certain issues. All right, let's jump into some info on Fuller House. Casting, in addition to Can- uh, Candace Cameron Bure, Sweeten and Barber reprising their roles as DJ Stephanie and Kimmy, the other main roles went to Michael Campion, who plays Jackson Fuller, Elias Harger, who plays Max Fuller, and Sony Bringus, who plays Ramona Gibbler. It was disclosed that John Samos would have a re- reoccurring role as Jesse Katsopoulos and would be also producing the show. Other original main cast members who would be reprising their roles periodically are Glory Laughlin as Becky Katsopoulos, Bob Saget as Danny Tanner, and Dave Coulier as Joey Gladstone. Dylan and Blake Tumoy Will Hoyt also make an appearance reprising their roles as Nikki and Alex Katsopoulos, respectively. On April 19th, 2016, it was announced that Ashley, let's see if I can pronounce it right, Leo, L-I-A-O, who plays Ramona's best friend, had been upgraded to a series regular. Additional cast members reoccurring regularly throughout the series include Juan Pablo de Pies, playing Kimmy's ex-husband, Fernando, and Scott Winger, reprising the role of Steve Hale, DJ's high school boyfriend. Ava LaRue LaRue portrays Danny's wife, Terry, who will later later become his ex-wife. She's only seen for the episode. You don't even, I don't even think you get her name in the, the pilot episode of Fuller House. Michael Sun Lee makes an appearance as the adult version of Nathan Nishiguchi, I can't pronounce this boy's name, uh, character Harry Takayama, who was Stephanie's childhood friend. Shortly after announcing the spinoff series, it was uncertain whether Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, who shared the role of Michelle Tanner, would choose to participate. Olsen twins automatically rejected the offer because Ashley had not acted in years. With no intentions to restart, Mary-Kate initially considered the part, but later declined as it was not feasible with her fashion. So Mary-Kate had initially considered the part. So, hope maybe. (laughs) I mean, this, guys, this is all coming from Wikipedia, so who knows. 
Let's see. Subsequently, the producers decide to have Michelle reside in New York City, where she is highly focused on her fashion enterprise. And the thing is, when the show ended, Michelle was like eight or nine years old at the time, so we really didn't get a feel for what her interest would be growing up. Maybe if the show lasted a little bit and she got to be like thir- you know, 12, 13, maybe we could see her having interests. Other than cookies. Because <laughs> she was big on the cookies. Always with the cookies. By January 2016, they asked the Olsen twins' younger sister, Elizabeth, if she had any ambitions to take the part of Michelle. But she ultimately declined as well. So, nonetheless, of course, the producers still prodded the Olsen twins to return and were confident that one of the tw- twins would ultimately decide to reappear during the second season. Although it didn't end up happening. It was announced that the character Nelson will reappear on Fuller House, with the character recast to be portrayed by Hale Sparks, who replaces Nelson's original portrayer, Jason Marsden, who we all remember him as Max Goof from a Goofy movie, and of course, the direct-to-DVD, direct-to-VHS sequel, an extremely goofy movie. I've seen it. It's There's not much to be said about that. In September 2017, Jeff Franklin revealed at Paley Fest that Danny's ex, Vicki Larson, played by Gail Edwards, would return in season three, doing so in the season's finale. Alright, here's some trivia for Fuller House. The first episode is a Full House reunion special, creator Jeff Franklin called it, in essence, the last episode for the fans that we never got to do. Here's an interesting fact that I had no idea about this. The Mr. Woodchuck puppet used by Dave Coulier was a gift given to him by talk show host Jimmy Fallon. How did he have it? The ori- Okay, so the original puppet had been destroyed by Dave's yellow Labrador ranger shortly after Full House ended in 95. Dave, why didn't you have that under lock and key? Poor Mr. Woodchuck. Woodchuck, R.I.P. Production designer Jerry Dunn was told by Jeff Franklin that recreating the house from Full House would be a very easy job, as he believed the original set drawings were still being held in the Warner Brothers archives. However, when these documents could not be found, Dunn had to go frame by frame through several, several hours of Full House episode footage, as he only... As his only reference for creating the set. Oh my goodness. Producers have considered introducing viewers to the grown-up Michelle Tanner on screen in Netflix's final season. Due to a lack of cooperation from the Olsons and reprising the role, producers are said to be seriously considering a recast for the role. Highly considered for the role is Olissa... O-L-E-S-Y-A. Rulin? I'll have to look her up. Lauded by fan... Lauded? What does that mean? L-E... I don't know. By fans for her remarkable similarity in appearance and close proximity in age to the Olsen twins. Really? Ashley Olsen and Mary-Kate Olsen? Okay. Alright, we already read that. 
Okay, okay, so they were, when they were approached, the third role of the third adult, of course, the lead was going to go to Michelle. Since the, uh, the twins passed on it, the role of the third adult lead, of course, was given to Andrea Barber. So if, let's just say that Ashley or Mary-Kate, probably Mary-Kate, accepted the you know, to reprise her role as Michelle Tanner. Does that mean Andrea Barber probably would have just been a reoccurring character and maybe either not had a kid or maybe she didn't. She just made guest appearances every once in a while? <laughs> in season three, the reunion, Jesse, Joey, and Danny are all wearing the same clothes as they wore in the first episode of Full House. But only Jesse is wearing the same size. Well, yeah. Jody Sweden suffered a severe ankle and tibia injury prior to filming the third season. This was written into the show. Sweden said it was from hopping a fence to get a toy her child had thrown over. Wow. Okay, a reoccurring trait of Tommy's in the first season is that he frequently looks up with the other characters unable to determine why. This was written into the show when twin babies Dashiell Messett and Fox Messett would often be distracted by the boom microphones above the actor's heads. Oh! Oh, I thought he was just being a baby. <laughs> Juan Pablo de Pace dubbed Fernando's voice for the Spanish and Italian versions of the show. Dave Coulier is the only cast member to have worked as a director behind the scenes of the show, while John Stamos also performs double duty as a series producer. Becky mentioned she and Jesse had to climb up to the attic for seven years. This means they moved out of the Tanner house in 98. The school which Ramona and Jackson attend is named Van Atta. This is likely named Edward Don Van Atta, who was a producer for nearly 100 episodes of Full House. Van Atta also appears on the dance uniforms that Ramona's team wears. Van Atta Junior High is also the junior high to which DJ went. Um, I remember Stephanie in Fast Friends in season um, 7 says she got stuck at um, DiMaggio, which is a garbage-looking dump of a school. <laughs> it's not good. Because apparently the city had redistricted because she wanted to go to Van Atta like DJ. So there's Vanetta, there was Central, and some other one. The wine that the characters drink on occasion showcases the Beret, Beret family wine label owned by Candace Cameron Beret, DJ, and her husband Valerie Beret, and their wine partner Joshua Peoples. According to Ashley Lyo, there were two golden retrievers that played the Tanner's dog. One was named Cosmo, appeared in most scenes requiring close-up shots or specific dog tricks. The other, occasionally seen in brief walk-ons in the background, was executive producer Jeff Franklin's pet, Charlie. However, Franklin later clarified that there was only one Cosmo and that Charlie only appeared as a patient at DJ's pet clinic. Fans were saddened to learn that Charlie passed away of old age in March 2017. A dedication was made to Charlie during the closing credits of season the season three there is season three premiere. Now this is the next thing I remember this because I remember before um, they had cast anybody for the show and Fuller House was announced that it was even an idea. 
and I went to IMDb. And at the time, Jackson originally was going to be called J.D. Fuller, short for Jackson Daniel. With the middle name being a nod to his grandfather, Danny Tanner, however, during the first season, he is mostly referred to as simply Jackson. Also on Full House, there was a character named... Uh, yeah, it was his mother, DJ. Okay, I get it. I get it, I get it. Jackson Daniel Fuller, gotcha. According to Jenny McCarthy on her Sirius XM radio show... Uh, she was Fuller House producer's original choice for the role of Joey's wife, Ginger Gladstone. However, scheduling conflicts prevented Jenny from appearing on the show, and so Laura Bell Bundy was cast instead. Michael Campion was cast as Jackson on his birthday. Max's bed is the same bed that Michelle had when she was a child. Remember the pencil bed? That is such an awesome bed. I want a bed like that. All right. So, to wrap this up, this is going to start out as kind of a bi-weekly podcast, and then hopefully I'm going to move into a weekly by 2020. I am currently doing weekly for Silver Spoons, the podcast, and Growing Pains, which picks up, I'm taking a break from that, and picking that back up in May. That is also, like I said, a character-driven podcast where I just do one four episodes for one character a month so and also twice a month I do the small wonder podcast so but while I have time off I am going to be also working on the first two episodes since I have some time this month of the full house pilot not the unaired pilot I'm not gonna go anywhere near that because I've seen it and it's bad <laughs> um I'm gonna do that and I want to do the our first show again our very first show again and kind of just maybe point out some things talk about what I liked one thing maybe some stuff I didn't care for and just have you know a fun time now as far as the clip show you guys know I do clips I don't know that how that's going to work with this. Maybe a clip here or there, but I just, I don't want to get in trouble. So we'll, we'll just see how that pans out and stuff. So, all right, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.